Hey there, everybody. Welcome on into episode 12 of the SCO Show. It is our first glorious victory installment of the 2019 season. Mark Schofield into the big chair. Just moments ago, the New England Patriots finished the season opener and started their title defense on the right foot, taking care of the Pittsburgh Steelers 33-3 in a game which really wasn't ever close. It didn't really feel like it was going to be a close contest. It was one of those games where Patriots are 20 at halftime. You never really felt like Pittsburgh was going to get back into this game. But we're going to go through our a slight change of our usual glorious victory fair. Those of you who have been with me from the days over at Locked on Patriots know how we usually do the great, the good, and the bad. I'm going to tweak that a little bit. Before we do anything, though, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by the great folks the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and the fine folks at SB Nation. I want to remind everybody to follow me on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Check out the work in places like InsideThePylon.com, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, and a bunch of SB Nation websites. Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Sco Show with Michael Kist, and of course, Pat's Pulpit, where you get some film work and more, and this podcast, which is part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. Now, usually on the Glorious Victory shows, and those of you who have been with me for a while know what that is a reference to, the Glorious Victory part, new listeners, and I hope there are, and I know there are a lot of you, you'll hear that story at some point, but usually on the Glorious Victory shows, what we do, we walk you through the great, the good, and the bad. I sometimes go play by play, not through the entire game, but through drives or sequences, breaking down some of the stuff, sort of instant reaction type stuff, but on a game like this... It's hard to really say what was great and what was just good. So we're going to have a section on what was great and a section on what was also great from this game. And then a little bit later, we're going to have a couple of bad things, just minor things. It's hard to really pull anything bad out of a 30-3 victory on opening night. We're also going to have the take of the game from the Scoso Slack channel, which, again, you can be a part of. The conversation was flying tonight in the Scoso Show Slack channel. You can hit me up for an invite at Mark Schofield on Twitter or Mark.Schofield inside the pylon.com. Let's talk, let's talk about the defense first. I'm an offensive-minded guy, but I do sort of want to talk about this defensive performance tonight because just look at the numbers. You give up three points in the season opener. You hold Ben Roethlisberger to 27 of 47 for 277 in an interception. Doesn't get into the end zone. You keep him out of the end zone. They basically pitch a shutout. They settle for a field goal. James Conner, 10 carries for 21 yards. They only get 32 yards rushing on the night. Juju Smith-Schuster, their number one receiver, Stephon Gilmore, pretty much locked him down. Six catches for 78 yards on eight targets with a lawn of 26. And a lot of the big stuff really came sort of in the second half when this game really wasn't in doubt. This defense was phenomenal tonight, and they did it with perhaps their best player watching it on TV, or at least one of their best players, Kyle Vanoy in the hospital, his wife expecting the birth of a child, going into labor, so he's watching it from the hospital, putting out the tweets, which, by the way, your wife's going into labor, you better hope she's okay with you being on Twitter and watching the game, just saying. But this defense looked fantastic. That's sort of a big picture look at it. Let's walk through some of what they did tonight, even on the opening drive. The very first play of the game, you get Michael Bennett, great penetration on a toss play. 
on a second and eight on that opening drive of Pittsburgh. Hightower with a great read. Runs downhill into one A gap, but makes the tackle into the other A gap. On third and six, their first third down situation of the season. They bring out that amoeba defense. Chase Winovich in the lineup. Jonathan Jones with a fantastic pass breakup to get you guys off the field on third down. Your first third down of the season. Pittsburgh's second drive of the game. Cosworth talked a little bit about this in the broadcast, but if you remember back to week 15, the Steelers ran that sort of toss counterplay where they would toss it, say, to the right, the running back would start to the right and then cut back to the other side of the formation. They'd have pulling blockers in front of that. They ran it a couple of times. They tried it early in this game. They couldn't get it going. Why? Part of the reason? John Simon set in the edge on a first and 10 at the 446 mark of the first quarter. They tried it. Simon sets the edge, forces Samuel back inside to where the help is, and they stop it for a gain of one. Then they ran sort of a toss, a fake toss with a shovel coming in front of it on the next play. It's the same sort of design. Simon stays home again, forces it back to the inside. Now that could call back due to an offensive holding, but it's still John Simon set on the edge. He was very impressed with what he did tonight. On third and 20, Crosser to Deontay Johnson, that stops short. Dietrich Rice drives the left tackle into Roethlisberger's lap. So a tremendous pass rush from him. We're going to talk about Wise in a moment, too, a little bit later. Pittsburgh's third drive of the game, second and two. Chun with a fantastic tackle on Ryan Switzer on a route to the flat. Stops him short, forces a third and one. And on that third and one, Danny Shelton at the point of attack. Two gaps, the offensive lineman controls him with the arms, locks him out, then sheds him and makes the tackle on an inside run, forces a fourth and one, and the Steelers punt. And it was 10-0 at that point. And when you get that sort of stop on 31, you have a feeling that it's going to be your night. Pittsburgh's next drive. This is a drive that started at around the 9-12 mark of the second quarter. The first and 10 play, you got to toss to the left. Stephon Gilmore, known for his coverage ability, but he basically is the force player on this play. Drives up, keeps contained, forces it back to the inside, and he's working against Villanueva, their left tackle, doing that. So yes, we pay Stephon Gilmore, the team does, not me, but the, the Patriots pay Stephon Gilmore to cover, but you see him making that play and run support. You have to feel happy about that. Then on third and one, you get another huge stop. They go toss to the left. Jamie Collins gets into the backfield, stops this. They're forced to punt again. Pittsburgh's fifth drive of the game. At this point, it's 17 nothing at the 349 mark of the first, with 349 left in the first half. Jason McCourty, great coverage on a first and 10 play. Throw is late. Great breakup at the, at the catch point. On a first and 10 play, also on this drive, they Collinsworth talked about this play too. Patriots run some simulated pressure where they show the blitz and they drop everybody. And they bait Roethlisberger into throwing hot. He basically throws like a quick side adjustment to Ryan Switzer. And the retreating defender, who I believe in this case was John Simon, makes the tackle. So Simon shows blitz and then retreats and makes the tackle. So you basically bait him into throwing hot. He thinks he's trying to beat the blitz, but it turns into a one-yard gain, which was fantastic. He had a fourth-and-one play here after a timeout. Throw to Moncrief. Probably should have caught it, but Patrick Chun at the catch point breaks that up. Going into the second half now, he had a near pick by Simon. 
Again, very active game from Simon. This is into the second half. Pittsburgh seventh drive of the game. Um, drops under a slant to Switzer. Sh- again, similar to what we were just talking about. He shows blitz, then retreats, gets under the slant, baits Roethlisberger into the throw. We're going to talk about a Jason McCourty play where he gets beat, but he comes right back on the next play. It's a first and 10 down in the red zone. Moncrief has a TD in his hands, but McCourty breaks it up in the end zone. And what's critical about the technique on this play, he rakes up through the catch point. I talked about this a lot last season. You can find a clinic presentation that Matt Patricia, back when he was the defensive coordinator of the Patriots, gave, I think, at Notre Dame. And he talks about how the Patriots' defensive backs were taught to rake up through the catch point because it's quicker. If you think about it, you try to swipe downward. It takes a little bit longer for your hand to get there. If you come up, it's a quick little punch movement. And if you watch this replay of this drop in the end zone by Moncrief, you see Jason McCourty come up through the pocket, up through his arms to force the pass breakup. You see that there, forcing the breakup in the end zone, preventing the touchdown. Inexplicably, the Steelers settle for three there. Okay. Pittsburgh's eighth drive of the game, 27-3 at this point. Still talking about some of the great stuff this defense did. You see the amoeba look on this drive. That amoeba look where you have one down lineman, usually Michael Bennett and everybody else moving around in the two-point stance. You shot it on first and 15 where he's over the right tackle. That's Michael Bennett. And then on the next play, second and 15, they drop Bennett into coverage. We're going to be talking a lot about how good this defense can be I think over the next couple of weeks and when you see Michael Bennett dropping into coverage you can feel pretty pleased about where they are as a defense and so that's some of the stuff I wanted to highlight on the defensive side of the ball really just an incredible performance all around from this defense up next we're going to talk about the offense because while the defense was good the offense was just as good or excuse me to use the parlance of the show while the defense was great so is the offense. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the offense and how great they were on the other side of this break here at the SCO Show. Mark Schofield back with you now here. Episode 12 of the SCO Show, our first glorious victory installment of the SCO Show. Hopefully we have many more of these. And as I said, we had the great. Now we have the also great. Talking about the Patriots offense. Top line numbers. You put up 33 points. Can't complain about that. Tom Brady. 24 of 36 for 341 and three touchdowns. Julian Edelman, one for one for 32 yards on that little screen pass back to James White. Rushing the ball, the run game didn't really get going that much. Had a couple of drives here and there, mostly with Rex Burkhead. Burkhead had eight carries for 44 yards. James White, four carries for 26. Sony Michelle got the yeoman's share of the work with 15 carries just for 14 yards, though. They had a couple of stops behind the line of scrimmage. Receivers had a huge day. They spread the ball out like they tend to do. Philip Dorsett, four targets, four catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Edelman, six catches on 11 targets for 83. Josh Gordon, four targets, three catches for 73 and a touchdown. Whitehead, five catches. Burkhead had five catches. Jacoby Myers got into the mix with uh, one catch for 22 yards. And even Ryan Izzo catching a pass to the right flat for three yards. But let's talk about this Patriots offense. And interestingly enough, I had my eyes on the personnel they would use to open the game. 21 personnel look with Gordon, Edelman, Izzo, Michelle, and Devlin. That sort of 21-man package that they had throughout most of the season. But they really didn't do much on their opening drive. But they got sort of going on the second drive of the game. You had a crosser to Edelman that's just out of reach on first down. But then he hits 
Burkhead that Tom Brady does on a crosser on second and 10 to give them a nice little first down. They go tempo. And that's when you start to see them sort of get into a bit of a groove. You had the slant flat route that they ran on a third and five to convert a a third down situation with Dorsett into the flat, Gordon on the slant. Then you get the double pass, the screen look to Edelman, then back to White with a convoy in front of him, including guys like Joe Tooney in front of him, setting up some blocks for him. 32-yard gain there. And then the play to Gordon for the touchdown. It was a simple crossing route. Looked to be a blown coverage in the second half. They, they brought a blitzer and nobody really ran with Gordon. An incredible effort touchdown because he looks like he's going to get tackled by Hayden. He doesn't get him to the ground and he gets into the end zone. And what I thought of when I watched this play was when you bust in man coverage, you have a bust like this, nobody's going to be there. That's one of the benefits of spot dropping. When I talked about spot dropping last week, I got a lot of people wondering, if you can get carved up, why do teams even do it? Well, if you get a bust in a spot drop underneath, you're going to have help over the top. Over the top, But if you get that sort of bust underneath, there's nobody there. And if everybody has their back to the, to the play, they're covering somebody deep. It's going to be a while before people figure out what's happening. And so there's one of the pros of, of spot drop in there. So you get the touchdown to Gordon on the crossing route. The Patriots are in business. Next drive. Starts late first quarter. You get the Jacoby Myers on the post. Great to see him catch that, hand on, take a shot. That was a fantastic play. Huge play from Jacoby Myers, really, in his first NFL action. They settle for a field goal on this drive to make it 10-0. On their fourth possession of this game, they go a quick little three and out. Didn't do much. Sony Michelle inside for plus three. Brady's forced off target. On a second and seventh throw, and then he misses James White on third down as the Patriots have to punt. Fifth drive of this game, saw a lot of good things on this drive. On a third and three, a little pivot route to James White in the left flat after using Josh Gordon on jet motion for a little bit of eye candy. They fake the potential end around to him, throw a little pivot at James White. I like that play. Next play, they go 21 personnel. That sort of package with Devlin and Michelle. Play action to fake to Sony Michelle. Throw the band eight to Julian Edelman for a big gain. Next play, play action out of 21 personnel to Sony Michelle. Throw to Julian Edelman on a crosser. And that made me think, look, one of the things we saw with this offense last year was the huge run-pass split ratio. You know, if Sony Michelle was in the game, they were going to run. They didn't really trust him so much as pass protection and or in the passing game. Now, though, you see that 21 personnel package, and they're going to throw out of it off of play action. They did a little bit of that in the playoffs. If they really make that a big part of their game plan, that could be really dangerous. And then they cap off this drive with a touchdown at Dorsett. Collinsworth broke it down. The manipulation from Brady moving Edmonds to safety with his eyes. Gets him a couple of steps out of position, then throws that seam route up the right seam for the touchdown. Fantastic job by Tom Brady there. Moving the safety with his eyes to create space for that throw. Get into the second half now. It's 20 to nothing at the half. We get the other touchdown to Dorsett. That looked to be a bust in the secondary. We were talking about it, trying to figure out what happened in the secondary in the Scotia Slack channel. It looks like, and again, I would need the all 22 on it, but it seemed to me like one safety in Cam Kelly came down into a buzz three, cover three buzz type alignment, but it looked like the other safety, Edmonds, was already down there. 
It looked like they were running some variation of cover three buzz, but both safeties dropped down into sort of that buzz alignment with even nobody in the middle of the field. And when you see safeties kind of look at each other, when that play is unfolding, when Dorsett is making the catch over the top of the defense, you can see Edmonds looking to, where's the other safety? Where's my deep help? And so that did look to be a bust. Brady hits Dorsett in stride. Easy throw, easy catch, 58 yards, touchdown. It's 27-3. to New England's eighth drive of the game. It ends in a field goal, but some beautiful stuff here. You had, again, what looked to be Haas or Haas wide juke three times in a row. The first play is a throw that we can call it a throw, I guess. Brady's dropping back, hit as he starts to throw, but the ball pops in the direction of Edelman on the juke route. Then the next play, he hits Gordon on what looks to be a post, but it's really Haas. The hitch in the seam, it's just with the middle of the field open, no safety in the middle of the field. That seam route, part of the Haas, hitch seam, will convert to a post, and that's exactly what Gordon does. Runs a beautiful post route, sells the corner, then breaks back to the inside, takes a shot but holds on. Then they throw hitch to Burkhead and Again, it looked like it was Haas Wajuke or some Haas variation three times in a row. Burkhead also had a, a great change of direction run on that drive on a first and 10 where it looked like he was going to get lit up in the backfield, but sidesteps defenders and cuts up field. The offensive line, I think, you know, we'll talk about injuries here in a second when we get to the bad from this game and just a couple of minor things, but. Isaiah Wynn had a fantastic night. The offensive line had a fantastic night. Brady gets sacked a couple of times, I think, maybe just once or twice. I'd have to double check. He was just sacked once for a loss of seven. He got hit a couple of times, but a relatively clean night from the offensive line. So it was impressive to see that. As far as the bad, two plays stand out. One where Jason McCourty got beat deep. He missed on the jam on James Washington and then he failed to sort of pick up the ball as it was in flight, so he couldn't really sort of recover that well. If you watch the replay on it, you'll see him sort of looking around, trying to pick up where the ball is, but doesn't really track it well. And so Washington beats him. And interestingly, I think it was a balance issue because it looked like he could have kept running, but he sort of ended up out of bounds, which was weird, but okay. Patriots will take it. But again, he redeemed himself on the very next play because Moncrief had six. He was in the end zone. Both hands on the football, but McCourty does a fantastic jog, raking up through the pocket to break that up. Jamie Collins, there was a play in the flat at some point in the second half. I'm looking through my notes here where he had the defender lined up. Uh, He missed a tackle in space on a route to the flat on a second and three in the right flat. Misses a tackle in space. Okay. Like, that's going to happen, but it's it's in my notes. Those are the only two negatively graded plays I had on my initial run-through of watching this live. Everything else was fantastic. Special teams were great. Jake Bailey showed some of what he can do. Um, Ghost was perfect tonight. Um, didn't miss a field goal. Was clean. This was a very impressive performance. And we can continue by pointing out the game ball nominations. Because, again, if you want to be a part of this, the Scotia Slack channel... We had some nominees for game balls. I opened up the nominations late in the fourth quarter. Oh, I skipped ahead. Some other bad things. Marcus Cannon, the injury. We're worried about injuries. You see Cannon go down with what's being called a shoulder. Looked like he was holding wrist, but maybe it was shoulder. 
Um, haven't heard anything on that yet. Joe Tooney kicks to tackle. Illuminor comes in to play left guard, so we'll obviously watch that. Didn't see anything else in terms of injuries to be worried about, but we definitely be watching that. Let's talk, though, game balls. Again, I opened up the nominations in the Scotia Slack channel. Got a lot of nominations for different players. Uh, Chuck A. via the Scotia Slack channel, Philip Dorsett, Josefa Patel said this was a tough call. But it's a good problem to have. Dave Archibald could be anybody and everybody in the secondary, really. Again, secondary had a fantastic game. Um, a lot of nominations. Andy Likens for Philip Dorsett. John Limarakis, Jonathan Jones. David Archibald again. Patrick Chun. Josefa Patel, Patrick Chun again. Matt St. John. Dorsett or Patrick Chun. So we got a lot of nominations. So with all these nominations, I think it's one of those appropriate moments to just say, look, this was a team effort. It was a team win. Everybody played extremely well, so we'll be nice. We'll be soft. A little bit of softy here right now. Game balls for everybody. That kind of performance tonight for the New England Patriots in the season opener. Now it's time for the final segment of the night, which is the take of the game. Again, from the Scotia Slack channel. Yes, I'm trying to incorporate everybody. Look, you want to be part of it. It's fun. It's fun. It is. Got a great community of people over there. So I always try to highlight a great comment or two or insight or something funny. Tonight's was pretty easy. You know, and I think I think the person that has tonight's take of the game had perhaps come up with this line ahead of time, was waiting to use it because around 944 tonight, Ian McDonald added Antonio Brown to this offense will be like Hannibal signing with Rome. This could be a fun little year. Now you get a historical reference. You know, a timely little football take, all wrapped up to a nice little take nugget. I'm going to be a big fan of that. And I think people sort of caught on to that. Andy Likens, you're bucking for take of the game, aren't you? Yeah, it's a little historical reference. It's like right up my alley. So that's your sort of take of the game. But in all, hard to be disappointed, hard to be upset with what we saw tonight. Now looking ahead, we get that dreaded trip to Miami. Now... It seems like there's perhaps some turmoil down in South Beach with the Dolphins losing 59-10 to to the Baltimore Ravens, and it's seeming like players want out of Miami. It seems like that could be a tough situation, a tough week. And yes, the Patriots get Antonio Brown this week. This offense looked uncoverable at times. It's like, what are you going to do? And the Patriots... <clears throat> They kind of struggled to run the ball tonight. Imagine if they get the ground game going when you feel like you have to bring a safety down into the box. You can't play cover two over these guys. Sort of like I talked about on the emergency show. So, to put an end to this night, which was a very good night, you have to feel great as a New England Patriots fan right now. This team looked crisp at times on the offensive side of the ball. This defense looked like it is as advertised. And they were playing without Kyle Van Noy. You had contributions from a lot of different people. It looks like it's going to be extremely tough to get open against this secondary. And if you were on football Twitter this summer, you probably saw the debates. What matters more, pass rush or coverage? And I waded into that debate with a clip, a quote from Bill Belichick, basically outlining how they have to work in concert. If we're going to see this type of coverage game in and game out, it's going to open up opportunities for the guys up front to get home. You know, they only, they sacked Roethlisberger once for no game tonight. They pressured him a couple of times. You had Kyle Van Noy back. There are going to be some opportunities for sacks, for turnovers. Jadrick Wise almost popped one loose down near the goal line. The Steelers were lucky to recover it there. 
This defense could be extremely good. And this offense could be extremely good. And this team could be extremely good. But it's week one. It's just the first one. Tomorrow is overreaction Monday. Although, it's actually almost today is almost overreaction Monday. There's going to be a lot of people league-wide overreacting to everything we saw today. But it's hard not to be excited about where the New England Patriots are right now. And it looks like if this is the traditional Belichick mold of you play your best football in December, you can only imagine that team's going to look like then. But that will do it for tonight. I will be back Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Again, that's going to be the schedule. So the post game, then Wednesday, then Thursday. Bob Sochi is going to join me. Uh, we're going to talk about this game and the Antonio Brown sign in the morning. Like I said, later this week, we'll talk to Kyle to talk to Kyle Krabs from Fin It to Win It and the Draft Network about the Dolphins, what's going on in Miami. We'll probably have to talk some draft stuff with Kyle because that's one of the things that he does extremely well. He does everything extremely well, but he does that very well. Until next time, everybody, enjoy the win, enjoy week one, and keep on blessing those Patriots reign down in Foxborough.